0: Ever since I've started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Well, let me tell you this, where you're betting at is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. My bookie has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money. Doing nothing sounds like a plan to me. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use the promo code the plains. That's one word, the plains, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is the podcast on the plane. Your daily Auburn Tigers podcast brought to you by SECcountry.com. Happy National Signing Day, everyone. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. It's just me for most of the podcast today. Towards the end, about the halfway mark, we will um, we will hear from a... A segment of of my radio show, SEC Country's Benjamin Walk joins us to kind of talk about the class from his perspective, because he knows these guys a lot better than I do. But yes, Auburn at, at the time of recording this, not really a whole lot's gone Auburn's way in regards to the guys that were kind of on the fence, on the bubble. Justin Ross, Jamar Chase, Quay Walker were kind of the three opportunities that Auburn had to make a big splash with four and five-star guys. But Really, all the guys that were committed to Auburn, even though some of them, like Matthew Hill, like Connus Miller, some some fans were kind of worried about those potential guys signing due to the fact that they didn't in the early signing period and they took visits elsewhere. Um, but first things first, this morning, the first uh, letter of intent in was Aaron Sipos, the Australian punter, 6'2", 200 pounds, that's ridiculously big for a punter. He's very athletic. And if you watch his highlights of him playing Australian rules football, you can see that now Auburn has the ability to run every fake punt in the books. I mean, it's, it's going to be impressive. It's going to be interesting to watch. Punter was a, was a spot where Auburn struggled last year. And it may be a strength next year. I expect. I expect sip to start as a freshman he's gonna be an older guy as well so uh, as I previously stated earlier Matthew Hill the four-star wide receiver he's 6'2 185 pounds he's from Snellville Georgia he went to Brookwood very athletic guy and he kind of rounds out a very talented wide receiver class for Auburn him Anthony Schwartz Seth Williams Shedrick Jackson and that doesn't count gadget guys that we may see like a Sean Shivers, like a Harold Joyner. So uh, that's that's definitely exciting. Richard Jubinor, the buck defensive end. He's 6'3", 210 pounds. He's from Athens, Georgia. He attended Athens Christian High School. And Richard Jubinor, uh, another guy that Auburn fans expected him to sign in the early signing period. He did not. That made some fans nervous. And then the news coming out about him being hit with a DUI. Ben Walk of SEC Country talks about his conversation with Richard Juvenor about that DUI charge later in the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, I kind of want to go into it, but I don't need to because Ben does it later. So to stay tuned for uh, what Ben Walk has to say. Harold Joyner, listed as a running back, 6'3, 210 pounds, actually ranked higher than Asa Martin, which I think a lot of Auburn fans don't realize. Harold Joyner uh, has all the athleticism in the world. He's a Birmingham, Alabama native. He's from Mountain Brook. Um, it's kind of some rumors that his grades uh, may be a concern. I haven't heard anything official on that, and hopefully Harold Joyner and Auburn and Mountain Brook get all that figured out so he, he could be a big part of this class. But yeah, Harold Joyner, when he committed to Auburn and after that visit, he sat down with Gus Malzahn and Malzahn showed him tape of, of Charles Clay back when Malzahn was at Tulsa and how they used him as a pass-catching back out of the backfield. He caught a lot of passes. And now Charles Clay, a pretty solid, probably a, a top 15 tight end in the NFL. And you look, at, you look at Harold Joyner's size, 6'3", 210, he's a big guy. He probably has the ability to block. If not, he has the, the potential to be able to block. I don't know if we see Harold Joyner on the field early in his career. I don't know if he gets redshirted. We'll see, but uh, definitely very interesting. Very interesting to see how he will be used. Athletic is all get out. If you haven't seen the videos, the and Auburn football did a good job sharing them through all the the social media outlets that they have. They're branding them as like bio blasts of of Auburn's new signees, um, just kind of like a highlight tape of each of them, but. The bio blast of Joyner shows him doing backflips and catching footballs while doing backflips. I mean, the guy has all the athleticism in the world. It's just some people are skeptical about his physicality in between the tackles. So we'll see what Harold Joyner can do at the next level. Roger McCreary, the three-star defensive back. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. He's from Mobile, Alabama, Williamson High School. Don't be thrown off by the three-star next to Roger McCreary's name. Everything I've heard about this kid is, is impressive. And I think when you look at the way that this coaching staff has chosen to pursue defensive backs in this recruiting cycle, they've been really patient. And then once they realized what they were looking at, And what they kind of needed as far as scheme goes, as far as, you know, what kind of skill set they wanted these defensive backs to have. Once they were done evaluating the players, they zoned in on guys and got them, like Christian Tutt, like Smoke Monday. And now I think you see that with Roger McCreary. And he's a guy that at Williamson, he had a bunch of receiving yards, a bunch of rushing yards. He even had a bunch of passing yards. And he had a bunch of defensive stats as well, such as pass breakups. So he's a guy that can do it all. He's a guy that's very versatile, very athletic, very talented. So don't let the three-star rating for Roger McCreary throw you off. I'm a fan of this guy just based on everything I've heard. Anthony Schwartz, the four-star wide receiver. He's six foot, 180 pounds. He sent in his letter of intent this morning at 934. He's a Fort Lauderdale native. Of course, that in Florida, he went to American Heritage, and I mean, this guy's accolades speak for himself. I mean, it, it is—he's the fastest player in the country, and I mean, you can kind of back that up. He's not—he's uh, not the biggest guy in the world, but he has that elite speed, world-class speed, right? I mean, he's—he's just going to be a dynamic deep play receiver, and um, he helped his high school win back to back. 5A state titles he's he's a guy that can do it all and he set the youth world record with a 10.15 100 meter dash in the Florida relays so he has world-class speed he set a world record for how fast he was so I think it's very safe to say that he is truly and we're not exaggerating here, but he is probably the fastest player in high school football this year. I mean, this is a guy that running track was very important to him. He considered Houston just for track. And I think that says that says a lot. And that speed is a big reason why he earned that four-star ranking. Um, the last guy as of the time of recording this podcast, Connice Miller, a defensive lineman. He's 6'2", 300. Birmingham, Alabama native. He's from Jackson Olin High School. Connis Miller is one of those guys, like Matthew Hill that I said earlier, um, a a guy that Auburn fans were kind of worried about. They were kind of thinking, okay, are we really going to end up with this guy? Well, they did. He sent in his letter of intent at 942, and he's a guy that I think will have a chance to start, probably not this year, but as a sophomore, I think he definitely could. Or maybe a redshirt freshman. It depends on what they do. He's going to be getting in in the summer. So will that be enough time for him to crack that elite rotation that's very deep on the defensive front? Auburn didn't lose a whole lot on the defensive front outside of Jeff Holland last year. But after this year, I mean, they could lose guys like Marlon Davidson, Derek Brown, Nick Co. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that this has been a topic of conversation. Darius Russell, another guy. So Auburn's going to have to replace those guys. And Connice Miller may be an answer for one of those spots. Like I said, he's listed at 6'2", 300. And I think he can gain a little bit more weight. Or he can slim down. It depends. Will Rodney Garner want him to be you know, that Dontavious Russell role? That nose guard role? that The, the plug, right? Where you just kind of wreak havoc at the line of scrimmage. And just kind of, if you get a stalemate there, you, you win the play. Or does he kind of get down to 280, 285 and play that three technique? maybe after Derek Brown's time at Auburn is done. That will be interesting to see what they decide to do as far as developing his body. He's got the size. He's got the frame. I mean, would you want him to be a little taller in a perfect world? I mean, that's what NFL scouts are going to say about him one day. Like, oh, well, he's not six three, he's not six four. But I think for this kid, he's 6'2", 300 pounds. Uh, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely what you want. So I mean, those are all the guys that Auburn added as of the time of this podcast today. Asa Martin... Joey Gatewood, Smoke Monday, Josh Marsh, Daquan Newkirk, Jamie and Sherwood, Christian Tut, Michael Harris, Sean Shivers, Cameron Stutz, Jaleel Irvin, Zacoby McLean, Seth Williams, Shedrick Jackson, and Coyote Oladele. I mean, that is your Auburn signing class right now. And Auburn may add a few more names. We'll hear with Ben uh, in just a second with what he has to say and who he's kind of predicting that Auburn will will land. And then you got some space for grad transfers so I guess it's time to play that interview with Ben once again this was SEC country's own Benjamin Walk joining my show the lunch break on ESPN 1067 it's hosted by myself and Noah Garner we also had former Auburn defensive lineman Jeff Whitaker on with us so here's Ben and we are joined by Benjamin Walk of seccountry.com covers all things Auburn recruiting Ben what's going on you, you got anything going on today
1: well, I first want to—I know it's National Signing Day, and that's what's really most important. But I just want to take this time to let Jeff know that he took over Wednesdays for me, and that I still haven't forgiven him for that. <laughs> I love you, though. You, you can't—you can't come back after that. I thought i tell you I love I, you. You can't come I, back I, in I, any negative way. I know. I know. Whitaker Wednesday sounds better than Wolf Wednesday, anyway. <laughs> but.
0: but we can get Walk on Fridays now.
1: Yeah, there you go. And you know there'll be plenty of stuff on Friday. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, seems like all the kind of announcements Auburn fans were looking for, it, it seems like they didn't go Auburn's way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, at the beginning of the week, I think I sort of forecasted it this way. Um, the one that I've been most surprised about this morning was probably Auburn not offering Cam Taylor, who ended up at Nebraska, three-star athlete out of Montgomery. Um, I know that there was some internal conflict within the staff about whether or not. Cam would get that last-minute offer. That didn't end up happening, so he went to you know, Nebraska. Obviously, the two this morning, I mean, really three, I guess, that didn't go Auburn's way that I think that they were holding out hope for you know, from that surprise standpoint with Quay Walker, who chose Georgia. Obviously, Georgia's just killing it on the recruiting trail right now. Uh, Jamar Chase, not much of a surprise to anyone, ended up choosing LSU uh, his home state school. And then you know, Qu- uh, Justin Ross just announced, uh, over at Phoenix City High School in cent- or Central High School in Phoenix City, uh, that he's going to go to Clemson, which actually I think comes as a, as a surprise to a lot of people just because the number one prospect in the state of Alabama very rarely leaves the state of Alabama. In fact, since 2000, it's only happened twice in 2003 with Chad Jackson, wide receiver to Florida, and then in 2012 with Jameis Winston to Florida State. So certainly a rare occurrence happened today in the recruiting world with the top ranked prospect in Alabama, Justin Ross. And leaving you,
0: the state, and you kept you kept your crystal ball pick to Clemson, right? I did. I'm actually a little. I'm pretty proud of that one, Zach. I'm glad you brought that one up for everyone. So you are still the man who's never wrong, right?
1: <laughs> well, I was wrong about Cam Taylor. I thought Cam, I thought Auburn right. would offer Cam Taylor. Um, I mean, I, I still, you know, I think that Auburn does still have some positive news to come later in the day, about an hour from now. Caleb Johnson, probably a little less than an hour from now. Three uh, defensive linemen. From Columbus, Georgia, really athletic guy probably starts out as a defensive end, but can tran- transition into defensive tackle. What's going on? Uh, I think that Auburn will get positive news from him. Mean, He's from Northside. Okay.
0: It, um, it, I, I th- what about uh, what about another defensive lineman, Malik Langham?
1: You know, I, another one that I, is interesting. Much like Justin Ross, Alabama and Auburn both came after him hard, but there's a relationship that he had there, and you know we say it a lot: relationships are very important in recruiting and. He's from Huntsville. He wasn't highly recruited throughout his process. And really down the stretch, it was Auburn, Alabama, and Florida that were chasing after him. Dan Mullen, when he was at Mississippi State, had offered Malik Langham and had been recruiting him for a while. and So there was a relationship there. And so even though Alabama came in late December and Auburn even later than that on January 19th with offers, they tried to pull it away. But I think that Florida, another surprise to some, is probably going to win out for Malik Langham. Um, you know that's two guys right there, Justin Ross and Malik Langham who aren't staying in the state of Alabama and that's pretty rare uh, you know on the recruiting front.
0: So it, it's pretty much the next bit of positive news you expect Auburn fans to hear is Caleb Johnson later today.
1: I do and I think that because of this I just got word right after Justin Ross's decision that that is pretty much that means that Colby Fuke was going to have a spot in this class Good. And I expect to see his letter of intent roll in sometime soon. Um, I think that that probably was part of the reason why they didn't offer Cam Taylor. I mean, this you know, Colby Fuke was a guy that's been committed to Auburn since A-Day and, you know, went through a lot. They told him not that he couldn't sign during the early signing period. He's been willing to wait. Um, I do know that he had Troy really came after him at the end, so he at least had a backup plan if Auburn weren't, wasn't going to sign in, but I think that with the Justin Ross news, that that's probably the direction that they'll go.
0: All right, so what about, a, what about a guy like Richard Garage, the four-star offensive tackle, choosing between Florida, Auburn, and Clemson? That's at 145 Central time. What do you expect for that one?
1: You know, I think that ultimately Herb Hand's departure just came at such an inconvenient time that it gave Florida an opportunity to seal things up. It's, you know, I... Before Herb Hand left, I don't necessarily think that's what was going to happen. The big thing was, I mean, he, he was going to visit Auburn that weekend. He was going to take his official visit to Auburn the oh, weekend wow. after uh, Herb Hand left. And Herb Hand had already gone to see him on an in-home visit at the beginning of the week. And obviously that you know, throws you into a whirlwind when you're trying to make these tough decisions. And he ended up pushing back his official visit to the last weekend of the recruiting cycle. And because of that, that allowed Florida to have the official visit before Auburn. And I think that he went, when he went down to Gainesville on January 26th, they really secured everything. And even though he took the official visit to Auburn last weekend, I think his mind was mostly made up at that point that he was just going to stick with his Florida commitment.
0: Okay, so you're not expecting a change there? No,
1: I mean, I think at this point, I expect him to take get, get Caleb Johnson in you know, about 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, I expect him now to take Colby Fuqua's signature um, and then I think that they'll leave the rest of those spots available um, for grad, potential grad transfer options. Obviously, Calvin Anderson from Rice is coming in on an official visit this weekend. And even if they, you know, if he were to choose Texas or Michigan and Auburn were to miss on him, I still think that they will monitor that grad transfer market. And I think that they could, they're going to hold a spot for an offensive tackle uh, as a grad transfer.
0: All right. So on SECcountry.com, you're, you have a live update blog, and you're doing very good job with that at at two thirty later today you have Harold Joyner set to have like a, a, an announcement is that just like a ceremony kind of thing at a school
1: yeah yeah he's actually already sent in his, his paperwork those were times that they was that all of those guys were scheduled to sign and some of those were just more ceremony you know a formality more than anything all yeah. of the guys other than Fuqua all of the guys who were committed but unsigned have already sent in their paperwork so most of the drama of the day is complete, especially now that I'm getting word that Duke was going to uh, you know, sign with Auburn today. I really think that Caleb Johnson is most likely the last news uh, to track for Auburn today.
0: I remember you putting a note out, I don't know if it was on, on Twitter or in your live updates post, but you had a conversation with Richard Jubinor about some of the, 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 the DUI issue that, that he had a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and you came away from that kind of thinking something positive. Can, can, you, can, can you kind of talk about that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, obviously not a situation that Richard wanted to put himself in, not a situation that he wanted to put Auburn in, uh, but honestly, you know, he, he made a mistake. He's owned up to that mistake. He spent a lot of time following that. I mean, he, he admitted that his immediate concern was whether or not he'd be able to keep his scholarship intact. Um, he had long conversations via FaceTime right after the incident with Rodney Garner and Travis Williams separately. And they gave, you know, they gave him a very optimistic reaction, told him, you know, what he did wrong and what, you know, you, you need to be smarter about. And he... It understands. like You could just tell the way that he was described in the situation. He understands the mistakes that he made. That When it happened, he was less concerned about himself and just more concerned about really the Auburn community around him and giving them a, a bad look. Uh, but by the sounds of things, it looks like he's actually going to get... A, there's still a couple steps that he has to take um, with community services and things like that, but it looks like he's going to get those charges reduced um, to some extent. So it sounds like from a legal standpoint, he's starting to clear that up as well, which is probably probably a relief for him as he starts his college
0: career. Right. So, I mean, just going through all the, the LOIs that were coming in this morning, guys like Matthew Hill and and, and Connus Miller, I know he wasn't this morning, but just guys that were kind of on the fence or kind of perceived as on the fence by a lot of Auburn fans, not necessarily by you, but I mean, you, you pretty much nailed all of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Conner Miller, he made it very clear after his Tennessee official visit on the 26th that he had no interest in going anywhere else, and that was sort of the sentiment that I'd always gotten with Conner that he wanted to take some of these visits and experience some of these things. But when it came down to it, he already knew where his heart was at. With Matthew Hill, you know, I was very optimistic for Auburn for a long time that he was going to stick. Um, but you know, the last week was there were some twists and brief twists and turns there with Matthew Hill and I've even had a couple of Auburn sources tell me just this morning that they were glad to get that signature in early this morning so that they could really put that one to rest because they had some concerns late that Clemson might pull off the surprise um, but obviously that didn't end up happening and that's you know holding down Connice Miller and Matthew Hill those were the two big ones that Auburn really needed to make sure that they fought off anyone that was trying to flip
0: them. So based on, on what you know right now, the information you have right now with guys that are already in Auburn's class and guys that you have a feeling may pick Auburn later today, after the end of all this today, going into the weekend, how many spots do you expect Auburn to have for potential grad transfers?
1: I think that they will probably be able to take two. I don't know if necessarily they will because some of that's dependent on the 85 scholarship limit, and, yeah. you know, guys that may or may not transfer throughout the spring. But also, if they were to take two more, then that would maybe that would likely require them to take one less in the 2019 class. And Auburn's already got off to a strong start in the 2019 class. There's a really good group that they're recruiting in that class. So I wouldn't surprise me if they only took one more just to allow them to have full scholarship flexibility in the 2019 cycle.
0: Ben, appreciate everything that you do you can check out all of ben's stuff seccountry.com backslash auburn it's all free it's all fantastic ben we appreciate the time i know you're busy today yeah of course anytime and that's another one in the books happy national signing day everyone be sure to check out all that at seccountry.com backslash auburn it's all free it's all very good this has been another edition of the loveliest podcast on the plains